This is the Hockey Podcast Network, your home for hockey talk on every team in the NHL. Hey everyone, welcome to the Bolts Broadcast, a brand new hockey podcast, all about the Tampa Bay Lightning as a part of the new Hockey Podcast Network. My name is Mike Mitchelson, and joining me today, Chase Crawshaw. How you doing today, Chase? Uh, doing pretty good. I have some weird accommodations today, having to do it from a hotel restaurant, but other than that, doing alright. How are you? I'm doing alright. Hopefully uh, the sound quality isn't too bad for our lovely listeners. This is only going to be a one-time thing, and then Chase will be should be back in his normal setup recording as usual. So hopefully it's all right for you guys. Uh, we are recording this on a Friday night because, again, accommodations were very tough this weekend, so we got to get an episode out, and this is it for you guys. So Monday episode today, going to do a game review and preview, talk about some news, um, hockey name of the day, Stuff like that, and then we will end the podcast off. So, Chase, first up, we got to talk some news, and a, a big one: Henry Richard passes away. Yeah, I know. That, that's tough. The the brother of Maurice Richard, nicknamed the Pocket Rocket. I mean, this guy is just a legend of the game. He has double digit Stanley Cups. One of a few people that can say that. You know, he, he's he's been instrumental to to the development of the game. He's been the role model for so many people. Uh, pass pass away today at the age of 84. You know it's sad to see a legend, Hall of Famer, over 1,200 games played in the NHL. You know just gone from us. It's tough to see. We've been losing a lot of hockey icons uh, over the last couple of years. Yeah, it's always difficult when we lose someone such of such as the caliber of the Richard brothers. And it was funny. I looked at a tweet today uh, in memory of Henry Richard, and it said Henry Richard's career, and then it showed the years of like. 60 through 75 I think and there was like 11 Stanley Cups in there or something it was just absolutely absurd just shows how dominant the Canadians and Richard was during their career so absolutely crazy uh sad to see him go but he did so many great things for the game so we're happy that we can celebrate him and hope you guys uh you know keep his family in your hearts so Chase Next up, we're going to talk a little bit more about the coronavirus. It seems like we're talking about the coronavirus nonstop. Uh, the NHL, they're monitoring the coronavirus like everyone is, and they're planning for all possibilities. Yeah, so yeah, in the case that, say, there's some more coronavirus being spread around different parts of the U.S. or Canada, they possibly got to shut down some cities, some sporting events. Uh, NHL's trying to figure out the game plan for that, so... It, who knows if they do something like they're doing over in Switzerland, for example, where they're playing their rest of their season's games with no fans. Uh, you know, that'd be a tough pill for the NHL to swallow. But if they're really fearing the coronavirus like a lot of the world is, uh, it might be something they have to do. It's, it seems a little overreactive to me, uh, all these precautions. But at the end of the day, I get it. Precautions, you got to take the public safety, you know, like in, in your mind. You got you to think about that. You can't just, you know, put people at risk. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think it's a little bit of an overreactment. I don't think we've even had 10 deaths here in the United States because of the coronavirus. 
And I think there's something like, I thought I read something about, there's like 17 strands of the coronavirus and only three of them are deadly, which yes, you do need to take precaution for that, but seems a little over pushed, but I understand it. I am in the same boat as you really hoping that the NHL uh, continues to allow fans into the games. Hopefully they don't take it that far and make it enable for fans to come and watch and support their team. So we'll see what happens though. Um, uh, We're just waiting to see, find out. But as of right now, we don't have anything official such as that. Yep. Uh, So hopefully we don't have to come across it at any point. All right, Chase, let's now move on to our game review. And we only got two games to cover today because, again, it's Friday night. We have a game Saturday night. But, uh, again, the situation that we occurred, we had to get it done tonight. So we're only covering two games today. And first one is Tuesday, March 3rd. And this is against the Boston Bruins. Unfortunately, like I predicted, not like Chase predicted, we did lose this one. Yeah, you know, tough, tough loss. Uh, pretty close game when you look at the scoreboard. Uh, the underlying numbers will tell a little different. 2-1 final in Boston's favor. Uh, shots with 35-21 in favor of Boston. Faceoffs heavily in their favor. Yet another game where both teams' power plays really couldn't get going. Uh, so it, it, it was a game that really it just didn't really go for the Lightning tonight. It was kind of strange, uh, though, because we did out-hit the Boston Bruins, so that, that's, that's you know, it's kind of an anomaly for someone, especially the Tampa Lightning, to out-hit the Boston Bruins. But regardless, it was a tough game, tough loss, uh, just something that you got to try to bounce back from. Yeah, most definitely. Our power play, we only had one chance, so not connecting on that one chance isn't that big of a deal, in my opinion. Uh, our penalty kill did great. They were 3-for-3. Three three. We got beat in the face-off circle, 57-43%, uh, which isn't that big of a surprise to me. I mean, they got Bergeron, the best face-off guy in the whole league. Uh, shots, unfortunately, we got outshot by 14. Uh, but, yeah, I wanted to bring back up that point that you mentioned, Chase, with the hits. We outhit the Boston Bruins. That's something that I don't like to see, and I don't think it will bring our Tampa Bay Lightning success. Now, people are like, Mike, you don't like to see the Tampa Bay Lightning out-hitting their opponents? What? That makes no sense. Well, here's the thing. Our Tampa Bay Lightning are very, very skilled. And the thing is, if we adapt to another team's game, which I think Boston, yes, Boston has a lot of skill with Pasternak, Marshawn, Bergeron, but they're also a team that likes to grind the other team down. They're a good defensive team. So I think if we try to adapt to another team's play style, we're going to lose. So that's why I'm not a huge fan of seeing us out-hit the opposition, especially when it's the Boston Bruins, because... I think we can outskill them. I think we have better forwards, better defensemen, and a better goaltender than them. So why are we trying to be physical with them when we can really just use our skill, get the puck to the net, stuff like that? So uh, not a fan of all the hits that we threw. Uh, I know that kind of sounds weird, but that's my reasoning. No, I, I get what you're saying, and like I, I agree to an extent. Uh, you know, if, if you're hitting a lot, it usually shows that. For a team that doesn't hit normally, it shows that you're frustrated and you're kind of struggling. So that's kind of what really happened in this game. Yeah, most definitely. So that 
um, increases the points difference between the Boston Bruins and our Tampa Bay Lightning. They are now further ahead of us in the Atlantic Division. We have another game coming up against them on Saturday, which, again, we wish we could cover for you guys. We're not going to be able to, but that's okay. Um, Next up, we have the Thursday game. This was March 5th between the Montreal Canadiens and the Tampa Bay Lightning. Another home game for us, and this one was a nice, juicy win. Yes, indeed it was. Uh, ended up being a 4 nothing win in favor of our Tampa Bay Lightning. Uh, you know, a game you can be pretty happy about. Andre Vasilevsky gets the shutout. A game where, you know, the, the star players came to perform. Victor Hedman had a quite the good game, uh, as well as obviously Vasilevsky got the, got the shutout. Uh, like, I, I, was, I was pretty happy overall with, with the effort. Uh, it would have been nicer to, you know, be a little more proactive and get a few more shots on that. But the fact that we, you know, we only got 23 but still capitalized on the ones that we did, you know, it's still a promising site. Uh, come playoff time, you want to tr- try to be, you know, the more dominant team, the team controlling the shots, controlling the play. So the more shots you get on that, the odds are you're controlling the play a little more. So hopefully come playoff time, we get this figured out because it does seem to happen like a decent amount that we'll get our shot a little bit, but we do capitalize on our chances better. Yeah, most definitely. And to that same exact point, uh, we got outshot by 14 against the Bruins, get outshot here by nine to the Montreal Canadiens. The one thing people should remember, of course, we're missing our captain, Steven Stamkos. That's definitely going to affect our play style. That's going to affect the amount of shots we put on net. So uh, I'm not going to say that I don't think we are a great team without Steven Stamkos. I think we're still great, but obviously not as good without him. So uh, don't be too worried. We're getting the dubs still. And I'm sure it'll turn around once we can get Steven Stamkos back in the lineup. And like I said in the last episode, getting Steven Stamkos back in the lineup in that first round of playoffs, uh, maybe deeper into the first round of playoffs, will be absolutely huge for momentum. You want to win it for your captain. He's going to come back, be healthy, and it's just going to be awesome. So as of right now, we just got to hold on, be patient with the team, dealing with injuries, which is something we really haven't dealt with very much this season. So it's it's going to be a, a trying time for us and our fans, but uh, we're going to be there. We're going to make playoffs. Don't worry about that. We, uh, we have a good future here. Yes, yep, 100%. All right, Chase, that's it for our game review. So we will now move on to a game preview. We did preview that Saturday game against Boston on our last Monday episode, so we'll avoid that game. Uh, I did say we'd take a loss there. I think you said it was going to be an overtime loss. So we'll see what happens there. Let's now move on to the week of March 18th. We've got four games to cover in this preview. Starting off Sunday, the 8th, we are in Detroit. I mean, is there really anything to even say about this game? Like, I'd say this should be a pretty... Easy win, one probably our easiest win of the season. Uh, so I, I mean, I the Wings are terrible, worst team I've seen in my life. Uh, I, I really don't know what else to say about it. I just don't think this will be a very close game. Yeah, I agree with you. Right now, they played 69 games, only have 37 points, a minus 120 goal differential. That is disgusting. One of the worst teams. In the league's history by far, uh, ex- except for, you know, like the San Jose's when they first came into the league, Washington. But but they're brand new teams, so you can't really, you know, fault them for that. Um, yeah, the one thing that 
we got to take into consideration they did sweep the Montreal Canadiens in their season series. And as of right now, they are sweeping the Boston Bruins in their season series. So don't take them too lightly. They're still an NHL team. But honestly, this should be a dub. Yeah, yeah. They're obviously an NHL team, but barely. Uh, so it should should be a win that we get no issues. Not not a game I have any concerns about. All right, Chase. We now move on to the Tuesday game. This is March 10th. We are away again. This time it is in Toronto. This game will be a little more interesting. Uh, they've been pretty riddled with injuries, especially on the back end. You know, recently uh, they're kind of getting guys better back uh, back in the lineup. Cody Cece was just activated. Timothy Lilligren just got sent down. So it really depends the lineup that. We see, I think, uh, how well they play against us. We see that really young team like they've been playing the last few days. I think it should be a piece of cake. If not, it might be a bit of a challenge playing in Toronto. It's never easy, regardless of how well Toronto is or isn't playing. Uh, at the end of the day, I think I'm going to lean a little bit towards the Leafs on this one, just because I think they're going to be a little healthier. I think Freddie will go and play good in front of the home crowd, and we'll be coming off a thumping in Detroit. Uh, I, I agree. I think that the... The Toronto game will be difficult, and we got to talk about Austin Matthews. They're, well, not necessarily their leader because that's John Tavares, but let's be honest, at least I thought, I I think you did too, but maybe I'm wrong. Correct me if I am. Uh, I think Austin Matthews should have got the C. Yep. Okay, so, uh, yeah, Matthews, in our opinion, is that leader, is that franchise piece, not John Tavares. He's got 46 goals in the season right now, and TSN just came out with a video or article, one of the two, where they asked the question, can Awesome Matthews be the best two-way forward in all of the NHL? Which, he's got great goal-scoring prowess, he's a great offensive uh, talent, but he kind of seems like he might get lazy at times, so I don't know if we can really call him that. Does he have the ability? Maybe, but a little bit of a hot take by TSN, at least in my opinion. Oh, yeah, 100% a hot take. He's a hell of a player, of course, and he's going to be one of the most elite players in the history of the league, but he's not going to be the most elite two-way center or two-way player in the game. It, like, it, it just it won't be the case. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Chase, you were leaning towards Toronto on this one. I think I am going to lean towards Tampa in an overtime win, like a a 2-1. to Vasilevsky is going to save our ass. We'll see how it works, though. Let's now move on to our Thursday game, March 12th. This is at home, and this is versus the Philadelphia Flyers, the surging Philadelphia Flyers. Yeah, they are hot. My God, this this team they've just been like, the, the talk of the league, really. Like they're they're buzzing right now. They're gonna come in hot. It's it's gonna it's gonna be a tough game. It's gonna be a pretty tough battle. Uh, it's a game where I still think I'm gonna I'm gonna lean in Tampa's favor, being the home team, coming off of what I predicted as a loss of Toronto. But if this Philly team, who has just been so hot and probably will continue to be hot for a little bit longer, like as long as they are still playing at that level, like it's gonna be a tough game where they could easily come in and shock us. Yeah, this is going to be a real tough game. Right now, they have won eight in a row. They're 9-1-0 and in their last ten. Absolutely phenomenal by the Flyers in the past couple of weeks. And they're even on the brink of taking the East or the Metropolitan from the Washington Capitals. Both sit at 87 points right now. Absolutely phenomenal by them. Uh, I think I'm going to lean towards a loss here. Um, I... Honestly, I could see the Tampa Bay winning, Tampa Bay Lightning winning, um, but I 
don't think it's very realistic that they go 4-0 this week, so that's why I'm really giving it to the Flyers. Uh, Carter Hart, great goaltender, so we'll see what happens. I'm going to lean towards a loss. Um, But now we move on to our final game, and like this past week where we versed the Bruins twice, this week we versed the Red Wings twice as we play the Red Wings at home on Saturday the 14th. Eleven nothing win. Can I predict that <laughs> at home against the Detroit Red Wings? I, I mean, like that's that's a Tampa Bay Lightning win. I I don't I don't know what else. To, like this, it's just it's really sad how bad this Red Wings team is. You know, they were so good for so long, and now like it, they really can't put together like a really competitive team. Sure, sure, as you mentioned, you know they they swept a couple season series this year, and they're on the verge of sweeping another. But they're just not a good hockey team. Uh, this is this is gonna be another game, just like the one earlier in the week. No concerns, easy win. Yeah, I agree with you. I think that Vasilevsky could have two shutouts in the book, both against Detroit. Uh, I guess the Backline, he could have two shutouts in the book. It's true. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, I I think really the only concern, if there even was one, maybe the time of the games. These are both weekend games, so. First one's at 5 p.m., second one's at 4 p.m. Kind of not usual primetime hockey window when you're thinking about timing. So uh, maybe that could be a concern, but I really doubt it. I think these are both easy wins, probably at least like eight goal differential in the two games. Yeah, I I agree. All right, Chase, that's it for our game preview. Let's run through the standings real quick, and then we can get on to hockey name of the day, and then we can end the episode because I know you're struggling a little bit over there with your recording setup. So It's pretty bad. I apologize. Oh, no, you're good. Uh, so let's ride through standings real quick. Looking at the Eastern Conference first, I mentioned it with the Flyers. They are flying up the standings as they have the same exact record as the Washington Capitals. They're looking to jump the Washington Capitals. Only two points behind our Tampa Bay Lightning. Tampa Bay Lightning currently sit third, one point behind the Blues, and now nine points behind the Boston Bruins. Yeah, I know that they're we're, we're in a pretty good spot. I, I'd say it's going to be tough to try to jump Boston for the Atlantic win. So it's, it's going to be a little unfortunate. You know, they've created a pretty sizable gap. But regardless, we're in a very safe spot. It, it would everything would have to go wrong to miss the playoffs at this point. Yeah, I highly doubt we miss playoffs. Uh, one concern could be that Toronto maybe jumps us for that two spot. Uh, Toronto currently is ten points behind us. They also have one game more played than us, so we're looking good there. But we do play Toronto two times in this month, and without Stamkos, it could be trouble. So we'll see what happens there. I think we're pretty much locked for that second or third seed, though. Uh, We'll have to wait and find out. If we look over at the Western Conference to see maybe who we could possibly see in the Stanley Cup Finals if we make it there. Again, Chase, you and I both said that. We think Eastern Conference is going to win the Stanley Cup this year, whether that be our Tampa Bay Lightning, the Boston Bruins, Washington Capitals, Pittsburgh Penguins, you know, teams like that. Uh, Right now, when we look at the West, we again see the St. Louis Blues. They're first over there with 90 points. Colorado's starting to pick it up a bit. They now jump to number four in the whole league. Second in the West. Nice to see them start to come back a little bit. Then you got teams like Dallas, Vegas, and Edmonton who round out the top 10 for the Western Conference side. 
Yeah, I mean, the West, like, it's a pretty fun battle. Like, I was think the talent level and, like, the type of hockey isn't the same as the East, honestly. It was weird. It's weird how it kind of works that way. Like, to be to be honest, it kind of is that way. But regardless, it's, it's created for some tighter battles. So it is creating some more competitive, more interesting hockey games. So, like, honestly, I'm all for it. If Minnesota can somehow, like, actually make the playoffs after being the most boring team in hockey, like, uh, that would be amazing. Yeah, I still think they are too. Yeah, like it, like it's I don't I don't know who else could be. Yeah, so um but one crazy thing I saw on Twitter is they said why don't we have shoot, what was it? I think they wanted a four team play in for the final two spots of the playoffs because if we look at it right now, the two wildcard teams, Winnipeg and Minnesota, sit with seventy six and seventy five points. The next three teams that are outside of the wildcard spot, Vancouver 74, Nashville 74, Arizona 74. So I thought that was an interesting idea to have a four-team plan for those two wildcard spots. What are your thoughts on that, Jace? It'd, it'd, be, it'd be fun. It'd be an interesting dynamic just to create a little more kind of craziness in the playoffs. Uh, it will be something the NHL ever adapts. Who knows? Probably not. It doesn't seem like their type of thing. Just they're so old conservative for every reason. But it, it would be pretty fun. Yeah, I agree with you. I do think it'd be fun. I kind of worry, though, because we already have 16 teams in the playoffs every year. That's more than half the league at this point. It'll be half the league in a couple years once Seattle joins. But it it seems like a lot. But again, I think it'd be fun. I think it'd be cool to try it out for a year and not guarantee it, you know, for multiple years. Just see how it works. But uh, again, like you said, kind of doubt that ever gets implemented. Yeah, try, try it out at a lower level first, see how it goes, and then maybe bring it in. Yeah, most definitely. All right, Chase, we now move on to hockey. Or let's do a poll reminder first. So our new poll consists of who do you guys think is our top prospect? Yep, so we got three options there. Callum Foot, Alexander Volkov, and Alexander Barry-Boulette. Uh, just let us know who you think. There's also another option, too. The quick other, you know, please reply. I saw that there has been a couple other votes and no reply, so it hurts a little bit. So if, if you guys could please reply if you're choosing other. If you're listening and you chose other and you didn't reply, you know, if you could go back, that'd be great. Most definitely. All right, Chase, let's now move on to hockey name of the day. All right, Chase, I'm scrolling down now. Let's take a peek. Uh, oh, boy. Okay. Uh, let's go with Makuru. Furuhashi? Makuru Furuhashi. So this guy is a Japanese-born forward who currently plays in the Asian League. Uh, he's 26 years old, 5'9", 159. So a pretty stereotypical build for the Jap- Japanese hockey players. Uh, he's you know, he's a pretty good player over in the Asian League. He's got 21 goals, 18 points, or 18 assists, excuse me, 39 points for 36 games. Uh, so, like, you know, he's a pretty good player. Uh the reason that I, I came about this guy's name, I like I randomly just scroll elite prospects and just come across random tournaments, and I saw that in the 2011-2012 Challenge Cup of World, the Challenge Cup of Asia, U20s, so it's just a, a bunch of teams from the Asian area competing in it. He had 17 points through four games, like oh, that's pretty impressive. And then I thought the name was a little fun, so we throw him in here, give him a little shout out. Yeah, that's very fun. A very interesting name that obviously I, I did not get correct. Um, 
you know, foreign names are always tough for us Americans, but, you know, we, we, we give it a shot, so it's all that matters. All right, Chase, that's it for the episode. Let's wrap it up with an outro here. All right, everyone, I appreciate y'all for listening. Uh, if you could become a patron on Patreon, we'd really appreciate it. You can start as low as a dollar, go up to different price levels from there. Uh, you can, different price levels come with different prizes. Uh, so if you guys could do that, we'd really appreciate it. We'd love to see that you guys are supporting us. Uh, if you can follow us on Twitter at Bolts Broadcast, that is at Bolts Broadcast. That would be swell. While you're at it, definitely follow the Hockey Podcast Network on Twitter at HockeyPodNet. That is at HockeyPodNet. Make sure to get in on those giveaways. You might as well. They're easy. Make sure to get in on the Tankathon Law Draft Lottery giveaway. Might as well, right? Uh, you know, make sure to check out the HockeyPodcastNetwork.com. You can find all 31 teams' podcasts right there. Boom. Click the logo. It takes you right to the SoundCloud link. Just listen there. Nice, easy, peasy, lemon squeezy. Wherever you're listening, rate us five stars. You know, leave a comment, tweet at us, send us a DM, email us, reach out to us however you guys desire. Uh, but, you know, we want to hear from you, hear your feedback, any questions, comments, concerns, we will do our best to answer. Yeah, most definitely. Like Chase said, be interactive with us. It makes it more fun for us, hopefully for you guys as well. We want to thank you guys for coming out and listening, and we'll talk to you later. Bye.